Hey, what's up? My name is DeAndre Kier. And this is Natasha Mina. And you are tuned into a new episode of Just Let It Glow podcast. Yes. Happy Thursday. Yes. Happy Thursday. See, I got Not my song singing. in. <laughs> Not singing. I knew yes. you was going to do that. Yes. I'm, I'm in, a, in a singing mood. Yes. Every week. You, just, you never do this in this real life. Oh, at home I do. That's my child. It's so bad. I sing everything. No, with everything. me and you, we sing, like, we'll say lyrics about, when we talk about, like, regular conversations, we always come up with a song lyric. We do, do yeah, or a movie, a movie quote. <laughs> What's been going on with you? Um, working out a lot. I know that's right. Trying to do it every other, every other day or every day. Um, you know, still home redo, um, focusing on, you know, doing a lot of, uh, IG stuff, podcasty stuff, right? um, research and just, you know, manifestations and being spiritual. shit. I feel it. It's just the energy, the vibe is just perfect right now in my life and I'm trying to keep it. I feel that. I'm kind of the same thing, getting stuff together. Um, been working on stuff for the podcast, as you all may know already. Yes. We're on Apple and Spotify. What about that Spotify? I mean, how did that, you make that happen, girl? Girl, I kind of was, <laughs> I was going through it, but I, you know, figured it out. She did it, y'all. Listen, I just know I got a call like, we on Spotify. Yes. <laughs> Like, out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Just, it, it just I was happened. just like, well, let me just try. But, yeah, so you guys can listen to us now on Apple. Mm-hmm. If you're listening on Apple, please rate and subscribe and review so mm-hmm. other people can know about us. And follow us on Spotify and rate as well. Yeah. And, of course, SoundCloud. And yeah, and if you're still on SoundCloud, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, we still on here. We, we still love SoundCloud. And let now. us know if there's any other platforms that you all would like for us to be on. We'll work towards, you know, putting us on there. Absolutely. So, you ready to get into these topics? Of course. You know, I'm always ready to talk. Okay. Talk some mess. So, um, last week, Billy Porter, he came out. Um, yeah, he's yeah. the star of Pose. He plays Pray Tell on FX. Yeah. And he's came out as being HIV positive yeah. after um, a very important episode involving his character's diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe it's set in like 1994 at this time in the show. So he's kind of telling his story okay. through Pray Tell, through the character, and felt, you know, it was time for him to come out and speak about his diagnosis for the last 14 years. I'm going to read an article that was from The Neighborhood Talk. Um, okay. Billy Porter is opening about the shame that caused him to hide his condition from his castmates, mother, and collaborators. He's been living with HIV for the last 14 years. In a cover story with the Hollywood Reporter, he stated, "I have H- I have to start. I have to start in 2007. In June of that year, I was diagnosed." HIV positive. Ironically, his HIV positive character on the FX series Pray Tell served as an outlet for the pole star. I was able to say everything that I wanted to say through a surrogate, he reveals, acknowledging that nobody involved with the show had any idea he was drawing from his own life. Having lived through the plague, my question was always, why was I spared? Why am I living? Well, I am living so that I can tell the story. There's a whole generation that was here, and I stand on their shoulders. I can be who I am in this space and at this time because of the legacy that le- that they left for me. 
So it's time to put my big boy pants on and talk, he concluded. Wow. I think that's so powerful. It's very brave. Oh, my gosh. The courage Uh, it would take to come out with that type of information, especially as ignorant as people are when it comes to HIV um, or any type of sexually. I mean, you know, you can get HIV more than just in a sexual way, but that's ignorance. People normally go there. Right. Um, You know, any type of STI that you can't get rid of, people can be very, very ignorant about. Mm -hmm. Um, I just want to know what made him feel like he had to. Do you feel like it was just liberating for him? It was just something that was like like a weight on his shoulders that he just wanted to be transparent about? Because I don't really necessarily feel like he had to tell anybody. He could yeah, I don't think anybody, even with people coming out, you know, about having COVID, I don't think you have to share your, you know, medical history right. with the world. You should probably just share it with the people that it would affect. Right. But I think if you are playing a character that's so closely related to your life, and it's a character that is very sick when medicine wasn't available you know, mm-hmm. like it is now. And this character is not able to live the full life that he does now. I think it can play on your mental, like, am I, you know, by omitting this, am I lying to myself, you know? Right. Am I, like, people are coming up to him saying how important his role is. Um, People that are positive often talk about it, like, on YouTube reviews and right. things like that. And they talk about how the character, you know, helps them see things. And I think it's important I think it's very important, especially for people right now that are probably HIV positive or finding out, and they might think, you know, my life is like an episode of Pose, and people still have that mentality where they think, like, it's a death sentence, and somebody like Billy Porter coming out and saying, you know, I'm blessed to have, when this happens to me, the medicine was available, I didn't have, you know, I lived during that time and I was out and I was spared during that time when it wasn't available. But now these things are available to me. I'm able to live a full life where his diagnosis really isn't a part of, you know, that's stopping him from doing anything. All right. And I think, you know, more people probably need to see that positive role model um, to know that you could do whatever you want to be, you know. Right. Um, I'll say this. I feel like the main thing I took from it, and I'm not saying that, you know, he shouldn't have, but, you know, I know that there's a lot of, like I said, ignorance around it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess it was more so to destigmatize um, being positive and what, you know, that looks like mm-hmm. and, um, you know, the the expectations that people have of even, you know, disclosing it to the world. Like, you know, a lot of times people that are positive, um, when other people find out, they can be very ignorant. It's like, oh, well, that person, you know, that was attempted murder because I can see people going back, you know, years to when he was, you know, um, diagnosed and then going over all of the relationships he's had and say, oh, well, did mm-hmm. this person know? You know, people can go very left mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to 
these types of matters mm-hmm. and make it something and overshadow with his bigger messages. Um, but overall, I, I really do commend him for doing it. I feel like, you know, that was a very, very big, brave step um, to come out and say that, to tell the world that. Um, you know, that's just, and, and like I said, he didn't have to. So, you know, I, kudos to him. Right. Like, and he's playing the shit out of Pray Tell right now. I have not seen he's, this season. I'm not going to talk about this season because I'm going to wait until it's on Netflix. Right. Because I feel like a lot of people binge watch it. Yeah, me. So <laughs> I'm going to wait until it's on Netflix. But he plays the shit out of Pray Tell even before yeah. this season. Yeah, oh, yeah, he does. And I think it's so interesting as him being a positive person. Right. to play a positive character in the late 80s, early 90s where, like, shit was really real. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, if you, you know, like, it's really, really real. Yeah. And to see, I think it might be therapeutic for him to see, like, yo, even if I was depressed about this, after playing this role and everything that, you know, how people were treated during this epidemic at the time. Right. I'm truly blessed that I don't have to go through that. Right. And I think this show, I really hate that Pose is ending this year. I still. I really, I really hope this, I feel like this show really, like, really put everything out there that um, black and brown LGBTQ Mm -hmm. was going, doing, going through during that time. It was amazing. Like, even last season was showing how they were disposing of bodies Mm -hmm. and, um, because they felt like the corpses and moving them this way, and people had to go identify bodies and yeah. how the hospital wards look. Like they did an amazing, they did an amazing job this season. I you feel like it's there. being rushed. I feel like to it's the finale this season. I, I feel like one thing about Ryan Murphy, and I know we're getting off subject, but from watching some of his other shows that are, like, strictly fictional, he likes to take the fantasy route sometimes. Right. And he likes to create um, the ideal situation that he would love to have seen during that time. Okay. Like, I watched the show Hollywood, right? Okay. And it was on Netflix, if anybody... It was it was a good show, but he often This does, is a scripted show. Yes, yeah, a scripted television show on um, Netflix. Mm-hmm. He, um, he likes to take the fantasy route. Okay. And his ideal situation, what he would have liked to see. Okay. You know, and sometimes watching it, you're like, bro, you know that wouldn't have been like that. But right. it's, it's his, you know, creation. But He yeah. does American Horror Story too, right? Yes, he does American Horror Story. He did the O.J. Simpson um, trial series, which was really good. Okay. Um, Ratchet, Ratchet, Nurse Ratchet, he did that. I kind of see the OJs. Um, Scream Queens. I loved Scream Queens. There's something else yeah. that ended, and I didn't understand why. Yeah, sometimes I just feel like he just get bored. I think Did he do Nip and Tuck? I don't think I don't so. Know. I don't think he did. But um, yeah, shout out to Billy Porter. Yeah, yeah. yeah God bless. Mm-hmm. Um, next, we're gonna get into somebody who's been laying it low and spreading it wide. <laughs> <laughs> you get a baby. You get a baby. Damn. Hey, look, shoot the club. Uh, I mean, like God, Eric damn. said. <laughs> right. Right. Um, Nick Cannon mm. may be a father to the fourth baby this year with a mm. third woman. Allegedly. Baby number is baby number eight, I think. Six or seven, something like that. I'll, we'll break it down after I break down all these kids. Okay, mm. so there was this girl. They 
took her name off of this um, off the neighborhood talk. But it was a model that states that she was pregnant, and in the caption she put Zen S. Cannon. I think she was a wild and out girl. And someone asked, is Nick Cannon the dad? And she put a bunch of, like, heart-face emojis. So he perhaps he has another baby on the way, but let's just break down how many kids he has right now. Mm. So he has twins with Mariah Carey. Right. They're about 10 years old, I believe. Um, he has two children by a woman named Brittany Bell, one of which was born this past year. So that's okay. one baby this year. Okay. And he's currently waiting on arrival of the arrival of twin boys with um, a woman named Abby De La Rosa. So that's six. Yeah. And perhaps this new baby. So that's four babies in the last year. So wait, because I remember last year there was a picture, pictures floating around the two women in heaven. Or no, it was this year from yeah, Valentine's it was this Day, year, right? Yeah. He and was, he was yeah. like giving flowers and stuff to like both the women. It's like it was similar their mm-hmm. backgrounds, and they both yeah. Were and I pregnant, don't even I think. think they were the women that were pregnant. <laughs> I think they both were. Uh, I know for a fact he was at the girl who's having twins. He was at her baby shower <laughs> and was like living up. Like he's not too. like on no future shit. Like he's really like there and present. And right. these women have no nothing bad to say about him. Well, and he's very upfront. Yeah, he's up front. I've heard him say on plenty of interviews in his defense that he would never be in a monogamous relationship. He would never get married again, like never, never get married again. Um, And that, you know, whoever is in a relationship with him would have to respect the fact that he was going to be open and honest and communicate that. And yeah, you know, you can be part of the flock, but you're not going to be the only sheep. (laughs) <laughs> right. What I'll so say, I, um, I read Mariah Carey's new autobiography. Definitely go look at it. <laughs> Isn't it ironic? The, what's it, lambs and stuff? Didn't people mm-hmm. used to call themselves lambs? People still do. Um, yeah. yeah but, uh, but anyway, I didn't mean to, to you know, make that a metaphor. But anyway, I'm but, um, <laughs> She said in her book that her relationship with um, Nick Cannon allowed her to have the childhood she never had. <laughs> that is so disrespectful. <laughs> and he brought the youthfulness out of her. But she also said that, you know, his mom was there for her a lot during the pregnancy. He kind of just felt like he wasn't ready to settle down in a marriage. Like, he, he wanted he to run the streets. He likes to do his own vibe. Right. And she just was like, you know, this isn't working. Right. You know, But they get along very well. I think he's just one of those people where he just going to move however. He's a rolling stone, for real, for real. He is like... But he's an an honest rolling stone. He's an enigma. And I'm going to tell you why. Because to me... What's that? Something that you really can't grasp. um, More so like a... I'm going to just say what I'm saying so you can get what I mean. You know, I'm a little slow. (laughs) No, but it's more so like, you know, Nick Cannon is more popular for being the kind of corny guy, right? Nobody looks at Nick Cannon, even in the industry all these years. Nobody said like, oh, Nick Cannon, like when he was like rapping and stuff, like, you know, they would make fun of him on Real Husbands of Hollywood, which I loved. They would make fun of it, make jokes out of how, you know, corny that career was and all of that. Um, But for whatever reason, he gets a lot of bitches that are bad bitches too, by the way. Like a lot of women that he get are very attractive. They all have positive things to say about Nick Cannon. Yeah. All of them. Um, 
He's definitely making a lot of money behind the scenes. It's like he's the epitome of everything that I feel like a lot of women think that they want in these rappers and stuff, but he's really doing it. And and he doesn't have to put on this persona of wearing chains and acting this hood street so type of way. So he the corny niggas hero. Yeah, it's a dead <laughs> ass though. Like, like I'm no, dead I ass. No, I get it. No, I agree. Like, he, I took my hat off to Nick Cannon. A lot of niggas want to be like Nick Cannon. He done fucked everybody in Hollywood. He For really sure. Has. And he's very <laughs> honest. I think mm-hmm. he doesn't really like um, Jessica White, the the yeah, model. The model. Mm-hmm. She did an interview with Jason Lee, and she kind of said he was. She knew he was seeing other women. She um, felt like their connection was stronger, right. and um, she was pregnant last year. Or yeah, like right at the beginning of the pandemic, I believe she said that, okay. and lost the baby. And then the uh, the girl Brittany Bell announced the same week oh, that yeah, she was pregnant. Oh yeah, I do remember that. I do remember that. But she still had hella nice shit to say about this man. But you know why? Because he's the perfect balance. That's what I mean. That corny guy does low-key. He probably is very chivalrous. He probably pulls out chairs for you. Has manners. Mm-hmm. He don't call you out your name. He don't talk to you he crazy. He take care of you. He's Real like, romantic. you don't got to work. You ain't got to work. Like, you probably, he probably get foot rubs and everything. It's it's that Jay-Z line, our time together is our time together, and our time apart is our time apart. Okay. He really is... Like, that's the epitome of probably what he does. And that's right. why when you're doing everything you're supposed to do, what can you really complain about if it's not your night? If it's Saturday and I already did all the things I had to do for you throughout the week and you chilling, what do you really have to... I, I answer my phone when you text me. He probably do that shit for all of them. Yeah, they said he's attentive, for sure. Like, he's very attentive. How do you think he is in bed? Look, if he get all these bitches pregnant, it's gotta be some type of good, right? He gotta be. It's he gotta seemed be. like he liked the character from Love and um, Love Don't Talk Cost a Thing. Like he be practicing <laughs> his pumps. <laughs> like I don't know. He like, like he practiced for years, and then when he got bitches, bitches, he like I'm out here now. He just was just perfecting his craft. Yeah, the way he got them open, I'm sure he better be good because I'm next. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, we got another uterus ready to be impregnated. I'll be baby mama. <laughs> I'm tired of working. Oh, man. <laughs> well, hopefully, I will say this. Um, you know, just... You know, talking about what we just was talking about. Hopefully, everybody is you know has clean bills of health before mm-hmm. he's just going around impregnating and sharing. If everybody's sharing a penis, I hope we're all making sure it's a clean penis. And oh. but even with that, how do I know that when it's your week off that you're not fucking somebody else? You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. Oh, man, he probably make them bitches sign some shit where they have to get some type of I don't know. Uh, testing done like on some private uh, eye work she probably got shit yeah like make sure right like, I'm sure he has physicians that just come through pretty yeah. but easy but he don't seem like he believe in modern medicine exactly he wants some real Dr. Holistic Savy shit, shit. <laughs> yeah he probably putting berries and coochies <laughs> sucking it out <laughs> next 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 oh, too soon <laughs> next we are going to talk about Chrissy Teigen oh, and how God. she's losing all of her deals her. oh I can't and that's her. what the fuck she get mm-hmm. I'm I cannot stand cause I bend it and like her because I felt like they were pushing like she kept being pushed on me I yes. felt like like why are y'all just keep giving her things like she's not funny she's a twitter n- nimrod mm. and to uh, be honest uh, 
I hope I don't. And I honestly, I'm gonna just. I gotta say it. I'm sorry. I thought she was being pushed because I thought she was part of the LGBT community, and I thought she was the T. And I thought that they were pushing her. I'm being dead serious because <laughs> you know it's a lot of embracing different when you know lifestyles. Oh, and very when she oh, first came I out. I was to say before after Oh no, before very strongly before. Oh, okay, like you couldn't tell me. And then John Legend, you know, that's a whole nother conversation. But you know, he I made me just go to sleep. she to me was. I, she, I just thought she was. It's no shade. No, I think she's just a dickhead. But I can't. But her personality, it just overshadows any type of good that John Legend is. Mm-hmm. It overshadows it, and I don't understand. Mm-hmm. I, I, he seems like a mild mannered person, but damn, like sir, you don't just tell her to shut the fuck up sometimes. Like, take her phone away. Don't let her tweet. Don't let her say, like, I don't understand. Yeah. She's really popular for Twitter more so than anything. I don't know what she does. People said she was a model. She was a model. Like, she was. I don't get that either. I wouldn't say, like, a supermodel, though. She was a model. I think um, popular enough. And she kind of started getting, like, those TV personality um, gigs here and there. And then she started dating John Legend. And then she was really on Twitter when Twitter first, you know, when the app first started. And she was one of the celebrities. Like, her, I remember, was she used to tweet a lot. And so did... um, Chad. uh, Yeah. No, what's his name? Chad Ochocinco. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Fabulous and um, Kevin Hart. Okay. They all tweeted a lot. And the problem with her tweeting was she was fucking trolling. That and we come crazy. to find out not only were you trolling like what people could see, she was DMing this um other actress. I believe her name is Courtney Stroden. That's so cute. I mean model. I meant model. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she was a model of some sort. I don't she know how very nice. I think they call her a model. I don't remember her she from anything wasn't either. No damn model. But she was a sixteen year old that was married to like a fifty something year old actor. That's what she was known for. And she was known mm-hmm. for that and um having really, really big titties. Yep. And her parents sold, you know, mm-hmm. sold her to him, basically. Right. They signed over for him to marry her. Um, I believe he was older than her parents. He was her mom's age. Okay. And then there was even allegations of the mom flirting with him. Were they point. on um, a reality show? Marriage, I did watch that. Like the family one? Yeah, I did watch mm-hmm. that thing. Yeah. And, and then, the mom um, was like being inappropriate with him. It yeah. was very, very a weird Creepy. dynamic. Ugh. But, yeah, during that time when she was married to this man, she states that Chrissy Teigen um, told her that basically to kill herself, a bunch of other unflattering things. For what? Um, I guess she would, you know how, like, when things happen on TV and it becomes, like, a trending topic? Right. She kind of went in on the girl. But I've never seen nothing that Courtney did that would warrant a response like that. She was just like, oh, my gosh, you know what I would love for her to do? It's playing traffic or, you know, that type of weird shit. Like, she was just, you know, shaming her for being with this older man, even though she was 16. She was a teenager. Yeah, that's yeah. stupid. That's what people are saying. Like, well, it's weird as shit, but, like, you're talking about the, the victim and not the abuser. Like, it's weird. Says a lot. Also, um, last year they called it Pizzagate, where she it seemed like she was... Tweeting in a pattern of like some Jeffrey Epstein type shit. Yeah, she been teetering for a while. I feel like for a long time with social media, like 
people been giving her the side eye for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think I think she needs to take a break. And I say that to say is because to me it's like you're kind of spiraling in some yeah. ways. Yeah. You're spiraling just a little bit. Um maybe and you know that was 10 years ago and I don't know if you should be canceled but you need to figure your shit out. Right. Because you've been spiraling for a minute and then even when she posted the aftermath videos of her stillborn um, oh situation. That was so I, inappropriate. I felt like, you know, I can't judge. I've never been in that situation. How you heal is how you heal. But I was like, ugh, that's really triggering to a lot of people. Like, that's one of those things where it's uh, overload. I think some people don't know when to keep things. And I feel like you should share it if you want to. Right. Like, just to talk about if you want to bring awareness. But it kind of was just like, God damn. Like, it just seemed very attention seeking. Um, I've seen people share about a miscarriage before and without the visual or stillborn, right? right. And, and they might have a picture, but it's more so. Um, it's just a form of taste wise, a certain class of doing it, of mm-hmm. of showing a, a deceased baby, um, even if it is your child. It's it's just a certain tech that you Decorum. have to have with it. Yeah. And I feel like to me, you just wanted you're like. It's pictures of you crying, and I didn't really know how to feel about it. I, I just, felt terrible, but I also felt uncomfortable. She pissed me off, so it overshadowed, and then it, it made me more mad at her because I'm looking at you, and I'm thinking, well, why is somebody taking a camera op of you? Oh, no, you posted this, not somebody else that mm-hmm. snuck and took this picture. So now this overshadows me feeling bad about you having this baby that's deceased because I'm looking at you, and then that just pissed me off because that's why you shouldn't even have been in the pit. Like Chrissy, just chill the fuck out. I think she she's just very needs to bored. Chill. Yeah, it's so obvious she is she bored. Gotta, she need to heal in a lot of different ways because yes. even coming at that girl the way she did was weird, mm-hmm. which also makes me be like, oh, so that's why people think you were probably on that Jeffrey on Jeffrey Epstein's island and shit. Because bitch, you don't see victims. There's some you, allegations <laughs> she really was there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's how. Yeah, well, it ain't just uh, Ale- going around. It's- Allegedly, your ass was on the island. <laughs> you were there having a good old time. And that's perhaps why you didn't see Courtney Stroden as a victim. Mm-hmm. Because you felt like, oh, that's what the young bitches do. That's just his normal behavior. Yeah. And it's, yeah. So just maybe, you know, and unfortunately, her cooking line is being taken out of Walmart and Target. and Wow. But who was really buying it? But if it's at Royals <laughs> and it's some nice shit, I might pick and it up. And it's on the clearance. I was about to say, because they send that shit to Royals or Marshalls, and if you come to my place, you might see some little creases, Chrissy Teigen non-stick uh, steel pants that I got for $20. You said, I ain't too proud to get that shit if it's right some good Right from Marshalls. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, fuck you. <laughs> I was, right. you know, if it's nice. <laughs> All right, we are going to talk about um, a topic that you brought up. Um, basically, false expectations for a man that expresses he doesn't want a child with you. What do you mean by that? Okay, so um, I noticed, like, you know, over the years, and I'm sure a lot of us have seen it, you see it on Mari, you see it in personal relationships um, that you have with other people, where a woman gets pregnant and she could be with the guy or she could just have been sleeping with a guy, and he either tells, normally men are pretty upfront about not wanting to be a dad. 
Um, or they have a situation, you get pregnant, you know that he's not available, you, and, you know, he's basically letting you know, here's the money, you know, to take care of it, um, and you choose to keep the child. Mm-hmm. A lot of women, I notice, um, yes, you can be anti-abortion, it is your right, it's your body. Um, however, I feel like when you decide to keep that child... Whatever that man chooses to do or not do, unfortunately, is always going to be your responsibility. And I don't feel as though that person can be shamed um, for not being there for a child that they did not want. Um, And every time I say that, I notice women will say, because I've had this conversation plenty of times, and they're like, well, it takes two, and he should have worked condom, blah, blah. But no, you're right. It does take two, not just one. So as a woman, since we know that the burden falls on us, it's more so my responsibility to make sure that I'm protecting myself. And Mm -hmm. if he chooses to be there or chooses not to be there, that's something I have to take into account. If you tell me from the rip that you didn't want this baby... Um, I can't, you know, a year from now say, oh, well, you a deadbeat and this effed up. You got this baby out here that you don't want. This nigga told you he didn't want it. Mm-hmm. He told you he didn't want it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why I brought it up is because Camilla from Bad Girls Club, oh God, she's always tweeting um, the her the child's father of her baby. She has a daughter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, who is a married man. He was married when she was messing with him. And she's always blasting him. And you'll see it on different blogs um, saying that, you know, he's a deadbeat and how he doesn't do this, that, and the third for her child. And, you know, she's always making these comments because I guess he has other children that he does take care of. Um, To me, it just embarrasses her. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make him, I think it's supposed to make him look like this horrible person. Yes, I mean, it is fucked up, you know, to have a child out there that you don't take care of at all. But also, if I was a man, I feel like uh, if I got you pregnant and I told you, bitch, I did not want this responsibility and you decide to keep the baby and I'm like, you want me to show, I, I might throw you some dollars, but I might not physically be active. You know, it might be that type of way. And that's still, that's mm-hmm. fucked up too. Not showing no emotion, but just financially being there. I just, I, you know, I don't really understand why women think that a baby will change that expectation. Right. What I'll say is that when I do have the standpoint of, nigga, if you ain't want this kid, you shouldn't nut it. <laughs> you shouldn't mm-hmm. nut it in them. You know what I right. mean? But I'm also a person like where I feel like after a certain age, everybody knows how babies are made. If right. you do not want a child... These are the precautions that you take to not have a child. But everybody fucks up. Right. But when someone says, I don't want this baby, go do this, and you decide not to, already have it point blank that this nigga is a... We're not saying he not a deadbeat. He fucking is. Oh, yeah. He's a deadbeat, period. Nothing you're going to... And he's okay with it. Yeah. And the th- trying to force a relationship, I feel like that... With him and the child? With him and the child right. that he doesn't want is really traumatizing your kid. I agree. Like, you're traumatizing your kid even further. And we spoke about before about, you know, um, daddy issues and things like that. You know, someone that even men who wanted their children, right. 
sometimes just don't show up after a while. My you dad. know, mine's too. <laughs> like he wanted all his kids. <laughs> he, he I was, was like, nigga, every I said, single time. I always <laughs> just thought that maybe the nigga didn't want me before coming no. up. I said well, he was never there. Maybe he didn't want me. My no, mom was yeah. like, that was never the issue. Yeah, no. Like damn. And my mom always say, when you have a baby, regardless of the situation, because this is what her mom told her too. Yeah. You it's can like be with down. the father and that's still your baby. Yep. That's your response. You could be in a house with the man, the yep. man could provide. Yeah. But all of that. It's your baby. Mm-hmm. This is your child. Yep. No, even when they're 30, that's your child. Always. They they're always gonna go back to your mom. Right. You know, that's your baby. And to think that, you know, after someone says, I don't want a baby, and then you decide to have it. If I got pregnant by someone today. And they're like, oh, yo, I don't want this kid. But I'm like, bitch, you get a little old. I'm going to just take, I'm going to just do this. I already have it in my mind. Whatever he do, decide to do with his life and do for my child, that's on him, God, and my child when they get old enough to understand. Mm. I'm going to make sure I provide what I can, but I'm not going to fucking struggle. Right. You're, if you don't want to be present, you're still going to, because you did make this baby. Mm. So you're still going to provide in any way that you financially can. And if you don't want to be there present, I'm not going to put that on my kid. That's traumatic. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people that do that don't understand how it feels to be let down by a parent. Like right. that whole, oh, you know, daddy is coming to pick you up on Friday and then daddy don't show up, you know. Mm-hmm. Or um, he took his other kids somewhere else and he didn't take you. That shit is traumatic. That's some shit she don't ever need to know about. And putting it on social media where y'all are people that are Googleable right. when they get older, you know? Like if I go right now, if I go crazy on my baby, fake imaginary baby dad right. <laughs> that I don't have, right. I'm not famous at all. I could delete that shit and won't nobody see. Right. But you are popular in some form and <laughs> lightning. <laughs> You're popular in some form. And it's like, um, shit, I forgot what I was saying. They can, go, they can find it. Find it's on blocks. It's picked up. Even if you deleted it, it's picked up already. It's screenshotted. It's on blocks. It's on Instagram. Everybody can see it. They can Google this. And this, her daughter's young. So this, you not in... Your kid might not see it today, but they can find out years from now. These kids are learning coding, for God's sake, mm-hmm. in school. Everything. By the time that they're old enough to find out and want to know their birth story, their, you know, what happened between their parents, it's all for the internet. And this nigga could get his shit together in the next year. Right. And she never, they would never have to know how the struggle on. was at that point. You should hold people accountable, but all of that, oh, he took his hit. That's them. That's that's on them. But are do you see when he take your daughter to the zoo to that that day? Right. Do he always take the other kids? If he don't take the other kids, he's alienating her. Right. If he takes the kids, why he with his other kids? He not paying attention to her. Right. It's a catch twenty two when you have a relationship with someone one that's married and two that didn't want the kid. Right. Now this child knows that she wasn't wanted by this man. Exactly. I, you know, when I was growing up, I didn't know what the fuck <laughs> was going on with my dad. My mom never talked bad about him, never yeah, do that. Same here. Then when I got older enough and other people, not just my mom, told me how excited he was to have kids, you know, thank God that wasn't, you know, I found out later, like, on some shit, like, oh, the, the nigga didn't want you. 
Right. You know? <laughs> like, that's fucking traumatic as shit. It is. But you know what, too? I don't even want to just focus on the men because men, women do it, too. Mm-hmm. And that's, so for men out there, just because, you know, you can come into, come in a woman, just, if you see that she's a fucking party bitch, mm-hmm. she likes to run the streets, mm-hmm. she's an IG model, she want attention, giving her a fucking baby, and she telling you she didn't want one just because she kept yeah. it, and she fucking put that shit on her mom, her grandma, mom and anybody mm-hmm. but the fuck herself and she's not sitting at home don't get mad the fuck at her either because exactly. that's a decision you did, you chose to fucking impregnate that fucking girl because that shit goes mm-hmm. both ways too I've seen men plenty of times impregnate a woman and be like oh yeah yep. she a fucked up mom she don't never be with the kids you knew she that's was a party so bitch when you fucking met her yeah. you knew she was popping pills when you met the bitch <laughs> like she was talk- sober for nine months <laughs> if they because you, you know some right, of them they. bitches they be um they be thinking they can still drink and smoke during the first trimester oh yeah that's like that, that's right there that's like the in between for them like oh well I'm you know I'm throwing somebody <laughs> that I know like, oh you know a little wee won't hurt this baby you I know I did throw shade in somebody right there I didn't even realize my bad oh, shit. <laughs> but oh, shit. not but, a friend but yeah but but my whole point is it goes that way too because I've seen men try to drag women through the mud and you know um, assassinate her character mm-hmm. I personally I personally know somebody that did that to his baby mom and it's like like, you know, he has custody of all his children and, you know, but you go to the house, you acting crazy, you breaking windows and blah, blah, blah. And it's like you went through all of that and you knew like what you were doing in order to make the situation go the way it was going. And it you got her arrested when y'all got in a fight. So like now she has this record and the kids is going to you and then you're calling her a deadbeat. To her, to the children, and it's mm-hmm. like no, you you're traumatizing, yeah. right? So like you just purposely manipulating, like you're narcissistic and you're manipulating this uh, whole situation. Especially when men tend to get women pregnant that don't have work ethic, mm. they suddenly yeah. feel like, all right, now that the ba- the kid is out of like diapers, they just want the bitch to hustle and work, and it's like, Be well, the she person wasn't, she was, she wasn't that. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't, she never cooked before. And you just, I think people just think that you're magically supposed to learn how to do these domestic ass shit. Like it's just embedded in us. Comes on. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if I don't cook, if I don't clean, if I'm not that type of girl when you was fucking me right. and you was asking me to have your baby, right. don't think that she's going to do that now. Every, exactly. You know, that's just not a part of that girl's ministry. And now you have expectations of somebody that you thought you can mold somebody into. And that I think I think that's the whole idea. Stop thinking y'all can mold people. Exactly. Or have expectations. You can't really have you can't control what anybody does. You, you never get, know. You never know. People switch. You know, like they can I say, say they want a baby, and then, like I you said, said my, our daddy is one of us. Fucking and totally switch and do what they say. Big fuss. With it, right? Well, you know, we're worried then. You just have to be prepared. That's the main thing. Um, yeah. And, you know, I just feel like, like you said, the public shaming, your child can see that. And it don't matter how much you scream and yell, it's not going to change the narrative. It's not going to change anything. No. You're just, making it worse. Just, I feel like, do the best you can to right. be an awesome parent. Exactly. You know, I would never say I didn't have a great upbringing. I mean, right. you know, grew up in the hood, so shit is yeah, a little... Yeah, we have our struggles. Has struggles, but as far as, like, you know, my parent, I didn't lack from not really having my dad as a parent. You know right. what I mean? Right. And if you give that love to your kid, sometimes they forget. Like, a lot of the times, 
I forgot that he wasn't around, mm-hmm. you know? So just be as good as parent as you could possibly be. And, it, you know, they'll figure it out later. Right. You know, exactly. unfortunately, shit happens, and you can't hold to that about picking a wrong person and all of that other stuff. But don't force it, because at the end of the day, you're just going to traumatize your child. Exactly. And if they pay in child support, let them do that. Right, and just keep it pushing. And keep it pushing. And if they don't, do the best you can to raise your kids and make these people accountable. Go down to the court. Mm-hmm. Like my mom should have did. Like mine should. <laughs> I get so don't get me started because I'm gonna get mad. Yeah, don't let's not go I'm there. Get let's so not go mad. There. Cause I will be rolling That's in another the back conversation child support too. right now. That's a whole other conversation. I will I don't be get rolling that. in the dough. Girl, I would be okay. <laughs> Girl, I'm like, oh my child support check. You don't got no kids. Nope. <laughs> okay. Well, what right. you wanna talk about next? Uh, we're gonna get into the throwback. Okay, so this week um, I decided to go somewhere a little different um, in the acting realm and um, talk about Mr. Uh, Marky Mark. Uh, what was he at? You know what Mark movie I like? Yeah, he was yeah. Marky Mark first. Yeah, and I was saying the other name. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean the movie Fear. I really like that movie Fear. I don't think I've seen it. It's no way you never seen Fear with Reese Witherspoon. And um, <laughs> Eric didn't see it either. Like, why? Oh my God! <laughs> and the girl from um, Who's the Boss? She was the little girl. Alyssa Milano. Yeah, she was the best friend in it. I never. He seen was it. crazy. Her crazy never. boyfriend. Oh my God! Never would have seen it. Wow. Well, let me know in the comments if y'all have seen it. I know I'm not that old. It Can came I just out, like, say I went to Wahlburgers in Northern <laughs> Liberties, and it was not good. You went to where? Wahlburgers and Northern Liberties. Oh, I never, I forgot they even had like. It was thing. not that great. Um, <laughs> a waste. <laughs> well, okay, it. so I'm just going to bring up some things um, that resurfaced recently. So apparently, during uh, last year when George Floyd was killed, uh, Mark Wahlberg was very vocal on Twitter um, saying Black Lives Matter and being so pro black and pro, you know, human rights and all this bullshit. But let's get back into let's dive into his past a little bit. So in June 1986, uh, the then 15-year-old Mark Wahlberg and three of his friends chased after three black children while yelling, kill the nigger, kill the nigger, Mm. and throwing rocks at them. The next day, Mark Wahlberg and others followed a a group of mostly black fourth graders, including one of the victims from the previous day, taking a field trip on the beach, yelling racial epithets at them, threw rocks at them, and summoned other white males who joined in the harassment. In August 1986, civil action was filed against Mark for violating the civil rights of his victims, and the case was settled the next month. Okay, two years later, in 1988, another racially charged incident occurred with Mark. Um, at that time, he was 17, year, 17 years old, and he assaulted a middle-aged Vietnamese. I never can say that right. Vietnamese. Viet, Viet, say it again. Vietnamese. Vietnamese. <laughs> I think Vietnamese. maybe I'm saying uh, Vietnamese. No, Vietnamese. Uh, y'all know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> That's going to be a soundbite. American, right. American man on the street calling him a Vietnam fucking shit and knocking him unconscious with a large wooden stick. Mark attacked a second Vietnamese American man later the same day, punching him in the eye. When Mark was arrested and returned to the scene of the first assault, he told police officers, I'll tell you now, that's the motherfucker whose head I split open. Later, 
Mark would explain that he was high on PCP at the time. Investigators also noted that Mark made numerous unsolicited racial statements about gooks and slant-eyed gooks. He was later charged with attempted murder, pleaded guilty to felony assault, and was sentenced to two years in jail, but served only 45 days of his sentence. Uh, Mark believed he had left the second victim permanently blind in one eye, but this victim later allegedly said that he lost his eye in the Vietnam War while serving um, in the South Vietnamese Army. So that's just some of the racial things that um, Mark apparently was doing in his past. What do you think about that? This is during his New Kids on the Block time um right before because this was 1986 and 1988 i think new kids on the block was like nine like 91 maybe they say 84 to 85 and then marky mark and the funky bunch was 90 to 90 oh well then so yeah nigga, then it you, was so you know <laughs> so bro you was <laughs> you were famous doing this shit and, and then, then you're on twitter with the whole black lives matter this is why i don't give a fuck about performative actions mm-hmm. from celebrities especially white celebrities right because it's all performative and it late it seemed like everybody that were like like Sandra Bernhardt, I think that's her name, kind of did the same thing where she's like, oh, Black Lives Matter and all this other shit, but was like saying some really racist rem- remarks about Mariah Carey in the early 90s and you never apologized for it. What did she say? Um, She was like, she's not fucking black. I I can't, I'm going to rephrase it. Paraphrase it. Paraphrase it. She's like, she's white and, you know, some really, look it up. It's some really weird shit, but right. it, it comes up later. Um. It comes up later, and it's like, y'all need to acknowledge what the fuck you did in the past. When I was in college, um, I went to this, to see this speaker from our race relations class, and I don't remember his name, but he was an ex-skinhead. Oh. And, like, when I, it was an auditorium of our college, and... Race relations, I'm sorry, but that sounds really interesting. It was a really great class. I really love this so class. I'm so jealous. I believe that anybody that attends college should attend a class like that. Newman didn't um, have that. They, I, it, it was a social work class, but a lot of people took it as an elective for different things. Right. And I really feel like that is a class that's necessary, and it should be a required class to take. Yes, it should Because be. it really teaches you cultural competency. And people, a lot of people don't realize their own racial biases. Oh, yeah. And I when I say that class tested my patience a lot, but it was a really good class and a really good professor. But a part of it was, like, going out to do different cultural things. And this was, like, an extra credit point to go to this motivation, you know, this speaker. Right. And what he said was a part of being initiated as a, um, you know, neo-Nazi. Okay. He um had he he got into a fight with a Mexican kid. He just he said he was angry. The guy brushed him and he started fighting and beat the shit out this kid. Then these other like Aryan you know guys seen him was like, oh hey, we don't like Mexicans either. Like we fucked them up, you know. Like you should hang out with us. And he said he was a loner, and it gave him power. And they would just go around beating people the fuck up. So it's like higher learning. Yeah. And he was kind of, the white guy yeah, was kind of exed out. Yeah, and then basically. Became, uh-huh, okay. And he um he said he realized after he was in it, his, he found a wife that was inside that lifestyle, had children with her, got married, and he realized that, you know, 
at some point, if they try to kill every other race, then it means that you're going to now try to kill within our race. <laughs> right. And there will be nobody left. It doesn't make sense. Right. You know, he was just explaining different stuff. And that's it, the what you were saying, what Marky Mark was doing, it sounded like he was about to be in some shit like that. Like yeah. he was joining that type of organization. That's and the thing like. is, if you did do that, like this ex-skinhead person did, you need to acknowledge it, talk about why you did it, what was going on, where you, pre- you know, just be very upfront. Don't act like it didn't to, um, happen. Oh, well, not only did he try to act like it didn't happen, he tried to get his conviction pardoned. <laughs> Once he became really, really famous, he tried to get it pardoned, and he wanted it erased. Um, wow. It didn't happen, but he it did try. Yeah, it shouldn't try. be. And I think that's one of those things where... Stop inviting motherfuckers like that to the cookout. Exactly. Because y'all was inviting him to the cookout after he did fucking Four Brothers. Oh, I hated that movie. It's a terrible movie. <laughs> like, y'all were inviting him to the cookout, and I'm, I'm going to need y'all to start looking at people's resumes before y'all do that. I agree. Like, um, I should have been on my list. Of <laughs> <laughs> unpopular. That I'm could popular. be. That We can definitely get into that. Um, we're going to next talk about our unpopular pop culture opinions. Yes, I'm going to let you lead that. You want to let me lead? <laughs> All right. So. And what, so what does that mean by unpopular so, cultural opinions? Uh, basically what it says, like, these are things that in pop culture that I have an opinion on that differs from most people. Okay. And this is just a few. And we'll probably keep this segment going because we actually have a lot of things we don't like. <laughs> so we'll every now and again pop up with this little segment because... We have yeah. a lot of things we like to. We like, but don't. I think we differ in opinions. So, yeah, um, Love and Basketball was a terrible fucking movie, and I'm gonna tell y'all why. Yes. Woo, hallelujah. So, when I was younger, <laughs> I thought it was so cute because I didn't understand the context right. when it first came out. I'm like, oh, it's so cute. They they grew up next door. Then they started dating. Then they got married at the end. It's so cute. And it's like, it's not fucking cute. That little boy was abusive. Right. He knocked the shit out of her. <laughs> <laughs> In the first, like, 10 minutes. <laughs> when they was playing. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, the mom just like, oh, you just play too rough. Like, Bull knocked her in the bushes. Right, yeah, he did. <laughs> like, he did. then you like, oh, I like you. And just because she wanted to ride her own bike, she had to whip your ass because you was trying to fight her. <laughs> so, nigga, you was wrong from the get-go. Right. Like, you draw from the beginning. Then you have, <laughs> let's just get to the meat and motherfucking potatoes. Mm-hmm. I'm skipping through. So, he finds out that his parents are getting divorced. Although he has always known that his dad was a cheater, his mom is finally divorcing him because he got an outside baby. Right. Like, but you always knew that your dad was cheating. Your parents were always fighting. Right. It was only a matter of time till they get a divorce. And the mom was always aware. And she was always drunk. Right. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah. So that was toxic from the beginning. Right. But you had, you know, fumbled your little season of your basketball Monica over here is popping in her, you know, doing her thing with basketball. She's um, finally getting the shine she want to get. She's not trying to ruffle any more feathers. She already was skating on thin ice. Right. She comes and she consoles you, but she's like, all right, bro, I got to go back to my door. Right. You were like, why can't you stay out? But she been sitting with you all day. Right. Go to bed. Yeah, it was okay. (laughs) It wasn't that deep. Go to bed. Like, that's what I'm saying. Men just be thinking women are supposed to 
put everything on hold when their life has an inconvenience. Yeah, that's true. Like, and then if you don't, you're a terrible-ass person. Right. Fuck all the hours she sat with you <laughs> listening to the same shit. Fuck the fact that ever since y'all were kids, she was letting you come sleep in her bedroom, risking your ass being in her room while your parents were fighting and fucking. Right, right. Like, she literally goes to sleep, has a game, come back the next day, he got Monica Calhoun in his face. Yeah, it was a lot going Has on. another bitch in her face, <laughs> then dumps her and said because she wasn't there for him. This bitch goes off to Italy to pay ball, comes so back, up. and he's with another woman, and she's still pining after him. Yeah. Then begs him. Mind you, he barely want to speak. Yeah. He's wondering he, why she's showing up yep. to the fucking hospital. He's looking at you like you were just, oh, little girl next door. Like, what the fuck do you want? Never reached mm-hmm. out. Never apologized for cheating on you in the first place. Breaking your heart. He never He never does any of this. Right. He doesn't even put it out there that he's even interested in you again. Yeah, that's true. A you went percent. and begged him to be with you. And he said, I ain't got time for this. Turned away. <laughs> and then she said, I'll play you. And he said, for what? For your heart. Right. I hated that fucking part. And I love Sadat. I fucking hate that part. And then that motherfucker dogged you. And then he went hard in the paint. <laughs> that nigga went hard. He went hard to that win. So he went fucking hard, bitch. Because he's still mad because you beat him that one right. time. So he went fucking hard in the paint. He said, bitch, you ain't about to win. <laughs> Then turned around and said, damn, this is a good-ass dummy. <laughs> right. I got a good fucking dummy I on my I got a good hand. fucking idiot on my hands. Like, that movie is terrible. <laughs> like, that is not a love movie. And, and that's why bitches in my generation she are so won. stupid. <laughs> yeah, well, no, when he said he was going to, um, what was it, double or nothing? Double. And then they back together. Now they have this baby. And yeah, just stupid. You're right. That's why and a lot of women. on the sidelines and bitch, you sweating your fucking perm Looking out. stupid. <sighs> that's why the I girls, agree. I that agree. That is why false representation. That's why these bitches be begging for these niggas. Yeah. That's why y'all out here proposing them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just just stupid. Like, Goofy. that nigga, def- if he don't want you, he don't want you. Move on, girl. Yeah. It, she I be- Like, she came back and begged him to take her back. And bitches love that fucking movie. Like, I don't understand. So you like being a pick-me. I'm like, am I missing? Is it a deleted scene that I didn't <laughs> see? Something that we must be missing. Because <laughs> I don't understand what the fuck everybody... And why is that one of the top, like, picks for women? And it's women that I love don't, it. Women love that movie. I I've argued why. about this movie so many times. But yeah, hated oh it. Oh, my gosh. What, else, what do you have? Okay, I'm trying to figure out which one I want to do. Um, let's just go with the obvious. No, no. I'm gonna go with one that I really like, but I, I don't like this part of it. Um, Poetic Justice. <gasps> <laughs> I asked, you know, we this, can quote it. This is my movie. We can quote it from the beginning to the end. Yes, okay? I got all the quotes. <laughs> they still gonna fuck you up. We you can do it. Kick my cat, I'm gonna kick your ass. <laughs> Girl, so listen, listen. I'm going to just say this. I love Tupac. I love the movie overall. But the concept, if you really look at the semantics of it, is fucked up. Mm -hmm. First of all, Tupac came and picked her ass up. They was riding around in the fucking mail truck. (laughs) (laughs) With no seatbelts, just blocks. Like, it looked like it was hot as shit in that fucking truck. 
And y'all yeah, sitting here. Tupac looked a mess with that fucking dingy ass uh, hoodie on, like Chicago said he did. <laughs> Chicago, like Aisha up here cheating on his ass any motherfucking way. <laughs> she don't even want this nigga. She like Dick can't stay horror five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, when she fucked up too. That's a whole. Let me get to that too, because that's a whole nother part of why I don't like it. Well, I, well, I love the movie, but I don't like the these semantics. Yeah. Um, Tupac lives at home with a baby with his mom. I mean. First of all, let's go there. He lives with his mom. Um, it doesn't seem like he has a car. <laughs> so it doesn't seem like... Did you ever see him drive a car the whole no, movie? He drove, <laughs> he drove the truck the whole time, I feel like. I got to go back and watch. He never drove a car. He never like, had a car. He couldn't have had that baby in no fucking mail truck, did he? He didn't. He did not have a car. I'm cracking up. I'm telling you. like even He couldn't even smoke a cigarette in his own house. Remember, he was She's like... like Take that shit out. No, he said... I love that part. He was like, Mom, come on, I work. I'm, I'm tired. She said, shut the fuck up and put the cigarette out. <laughs> <laughs> like, you get something like that in your house, okay? Like, Janet got her own crib. She got a cat. She has no fucking children. She seems to be doing pretty well as a hairstylist. Then they start talking, and they're talking about very basic things. Oh, his nails is dirty. She's talking about, you know, her name, where that came from. Um, it's just, you know, then they fuck on the beach out of nowhere. Like, and then... <laughs> bitches have done more for I, us. I know, I know, I understand, but I'm saying, I'm talking about the movie. Let's talk about the movie. Okay. <laughs> so, then... Afterwards, when he decides to tell her that he has a child, he says, I got to tell you something. And then she's like, oh, shit, Lucky, don't tell me you got something. <laughs> Bitch, now you worried about if he got something? <laughs> like, like, you done fucked this nigga wrong on the beach. You fucked him his nose is dirty. She was like, what she said? She said, so, sorry, motherfucker, can you keep your nose clean? And now you fucking a nigga with the dirty nose. You're fucking him. Your nose is so dirty. That's some random shit to say to st- strike a conversation, first of all. That's when she was, and that's the whole other thing because he was being nice to her and she was being a bitch son and she should have got cursed the fuck out by the way yeah. I agree with him cursing her the fuck out when he said oh you just one of them uh, bougie bitches feminists don't call me no bitch <laughs> if I'm a bitch your mother's a bitch bitch <laughs> Like, but that part, and you know, it's like, okay. So then he tells her he has a child. And now you're, you brought her to live with you full time, but you don't have your own place. So your mom has played you when you said you was even bringing her there. Like, okay, well, she, like, you don't even have your own crib. So how the fuck is you going to take this baby? And then you take her to the shop to get her hair done. And then it's like happily ever after. Oh, well, I forgot about his cousin getting killed. And then but he then it's the, the fact equipment. that they're doing a Maya Angelou poet poem throughout the movie. You know, inspirational quotes throughout the her. movie. Um, I just, you know, to me, I'm sorry, but Tupac was just a bum-ass nigga. Um, I loved, you know, like I said, I love Tupac. I love Janet as people. But if you really think about the concept of the movie, it was other people acting. It was trash. Like, yeah. you know, there was nothing to aspire with that. So. <laughs> it really was no um, plot. 
at all. I would all. say if you look at it, it's at no plot. But I love that movie since I was. Oh no, up. it's a it's a great. But that's movie. funny. It's 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 a culture movie. Mm-hmm. I, I said this to somebody before. If you, um, I think it was one of our old coworkers that she never seen a lot of these movies. Oh, and I was right. like, a lot of shit not gonna make sense to you because we grown as fuck now. This is some shit you had to sneak and watch right, as a kid. Right. But <laughs> I agree. a lot of shit now is like you're like, what the fuck was everybody hype about? Mm-hmm. One more I have, and I feel like you're gonna agree with me on this one before we go to the next topic. Okay. <laughs> and we can save some more for next week. I have like three more, but everybody in Soul Food had Terry fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree. Everybody. I do agree with that. Had her completely fucked up. You know the part that uh, they tried to make her seem like the bitch, right? Yeah. And she was. She was a bitch. But she had every she reason was. to be the bitch. Right. Because first, we start off, sis, you are married and have a family with her first boyfriend that you were, she found you that fucking him. That was some scandalous kid. shit. She found you fucking him. Her own sister. His, you she brought you because you had to bring one along. Had right. To bring, like how mothers do. Right. And you ended up fucking him in a car. <laughs> then not only that, you not only fuck my boyfriend, you keep this nigga around. We got to have Sunday dinner with you, your children. Children with an N. Exactly. Arian. <laughs> you married. And then like, so she like, get over that shit. She love her nephew. She keep him around. But this bitch Maxine still got a little nasty attitude with her as if Terry did her wrong. Right, like, bitch, you was fucking my nigga. You fucked him. <laughs> and you had children with him. Right. And I let that shit go. Now, the husband, you decide you want to quit your fucking job, basically. Right. I'm not supporting your dreams when we are both lawyers. Right. We both had billable hours. Right. And I met a lawyer. I didn't meet a music manager. And because my skanky-ass cousin want to be a fucking background dancer, and she tell you that your little group got a cute little, got a nice little sound, you fuck her in my house. And I'm letting this bitch stay here. Neither one of y'all got a place to fucking stay. Skanky cousin. That dumbass dance she was doing. Was that so corny-ass dance so to the Machiavelli beat. Like, bitch, fuck you. <laughs> That was so fucking stupid. Then what made me mad, this part really got me, though, when um, the mom's medical bills were piling up because of lack of insurance. She was like, all right, we can sell the house, you know, put, you know, uncle, whatever his name, I forgot his name, and I, you know, like have him set up somewhere we can sell Big Mama's house. Right. We're not going to sell Big Mama's house. She was like, well, who's going to pay for the upkeep? Right. Who's going to do this? None Who's of y'all bitches. That? that bitch, Maxine, said, well, we decided that you should just pay mama's medical bills and we get on a payment plan and pay you back. <laughs> Terry said, y'all owe me money now. <laughs> what she say? ATM automatically Terry's money. She <laughs> said, y'all owe me money now. How am I going to get this money from y'all? <laughs> like, y'all had Terry fucked up, and that's why I, I will always quote, Family, 
The family <laughs> fucked my family husband. Fuck my husband. <laughs> family fucked my husband. First she said, fuck family. Fuck yeah. family. The I family get it. Because after a while, listen, they get used Terry, the fuck out of her. Get Terry her motherfucking things. She, <laughs> y'all had her fucked up. Y'all had her fucked up. She said, family. <sighs> family fuck my husband. Absolutely. Oh, God. That, yeah. But that's some of our unpopular pop culture opinions. Let us know what y'all think about them. If y'all want I want to know what y'all think this. about what we said. Yeah. About you know do you agree with our perception have you ever looked at it that way right. when it comes to the movie and give us some of y'all's and we'll share it on the show yeah we definitely will but I definitely have way more in TV shows we didn't even touch the yeah, surface we didn't even about touch it. certain shows and uh, whatnot. next we're going to get into our boss bay of the week which this week is pretty interesting because it was suggested by a really good supporter of our sweet Petey um, yes, she hey suggested this Boss Bay, um, which is one of her good friends. Um, the company is called La Lux. Oh, I love and the And it is um, nail strips that are made 100% real nail from 100% real nail polish and created from start to finish in Clifton, New Jersey, in their manufacturing um, facility. Oh, They're okay. revolutionizing how people do their nails by taking the hassle, dry time, and mess out of the application process. Their chip-resistant strips are created with globally patented technology and a formula that contains a base coat, color coat, and a top coat all in one. The result, a salon-quality manicure in minutes, whether you're at home or on the go. When you're ready for a new manicure, simply remove with nail polish remover and find your next Color Street favorite. And you can find this business at La Luxe. I'm sorry. I believe it's Lilacs underscore nails. Let me just make sure that's what it is. Dex, so you said that all you have to do is just apply it. Right. Just, just, and just go. Just stick it on. You don't even have to put it on a clear top coat or nothing. No, it's all included. Um, yes. So it's Lilacs underscore nails. So L-A-L-U-X-E underscore underscore nails. Like press-ons and um, these nail strips are about to take the nail salons out nail of business. Because you really sit there for hours and hours at a time. So definitely check out um LaShonda's business. Again, yeah, it is La Lux Nails, L A L U X E underscore nails. And um try it out and let us know what y'all think about it. Definitely. Everything for I'm assuming it's black owned. Yes, black yeah, owned business. Another black owned woman business. So mm-hmm. keep doing your thing, Queen. Yes, definitely. Um we're gonna get into our glow up topic and it is Finding the balance between parenting in today's society and still in the past. Right. Um, So we decided to talk about this because I had um, a conversation with DeAndre the other day about my own child. And um, I was disciplining her for something that she did. And it was something like I was um, saying something to her and she was like, talking over me kind of um overall good kid she's an only child um 10 years old but you know I still felt disrespected and initially I was so angry because it's something that has happened before that I kind of wanted to just react but I'm not gonna lie I don't beat my child um she's probably got popped once or twice ever in her 10 years of life. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas when I was coming up, you know, I didn't get beat a lot because I wasn't bad. 
Like, why should I? Because some kids aren't bad to get beat, but I didn't get beat like that. But I did get my ass whipped before. Right. And, and, for, and you know, mm-hmm. my mom would look at me and I knew, like, she would smack the shit out of me if I kept doing I know how to duck a shoe, okay? <laughs> Girl. Like, and I know what them looks mean. I don't give a fuck where we at. If she look at me a certain way, I would get it together. If my mom called me DeAndre, I know I'm getting fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I know my mom just look at me. Like, she just had to look. But with my daughter, you know, I didn't, I I don't um, instill fear in her. I, that's mm-hmm. something that I just felt like it was, it's not necessary. I feel like, you know, I have a lot of ideas about it. And, you know, we, we don't really have time to get into all of those things. But, you know, when it comes to, like, slavery and how black people discipline mm-hmm. children, I feel like they kind of go hand in hand. And coming mm-hmm. up, a lot of us were overly abused. Because when you notice our white counterparts do not do that to their children at all. And it's just something in, innate and inherited. But that's... That, that will, I'll go down the rabbit hole with that. But with my daughter, you know, it's hard trying to find a balance of disciplining her without being as extreme as I feel like my mom was maybe necessarily with, you know, giving me a look or, you know, me really, I really feared my mom. Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't no if, ands, or but about it. I never tried her because I, I feared her. Mm-hmm. My daughter, however, it's like, I feel like I don't want to do too much of the opposite where she's just like, oh, well, I, you know, F my mom, I can just say it do whatever and yeah she might you know complain but I'm still going to be spoiled I'm still going to get my way I don't really get on punishment I don't want her to be entitled and spoiled either so it's trying to find a balance with parenting of you know instilling you know humility in my child respect for authority respect for adults because if god forbid if I die today or tomorrow me her father other people in this world are not going to treat her the way that we do mm-hmm. And I want her to be aware of that. The world doesn't care about you crying. They don't care about that. It's really hard out here. So it's just trying to figure out what that balance is. Um, and, you know, that's what this yeah. basically is. I think the balance probably would be, like, at least one aspect is communication. Okay. I feel like we grew up with parents who grew up with parents that didn't explain shit. Oh, no. So then they felt like, a lot of adults feel like it's belittling to explain things to children. Like, right. they feel like they're explaining themselves. And it's like, well, why do you... They're children, right? So how are they supposed to know exactly what they did? You just be like, oh, you you know what you did. It's like, I, I really didn't. Right. Like, right. why don't you explain something to me? And then I can understand. Because all you're doing is whooping me. Right. So when you... <laughs> When you pop me for touching the hot flat irons, right. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not supposed to touch the, I'm, I'm not gonna touch the flat irons again because then I'll get popped. Not, I'm not gonna touch the flat irons again because I can burn myself and it's gonna hurt. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's the thing. Or like, um, what what do you feel like is disrespect? Right. You know. Right. Because how your child might have said something to you, they might be around grandma, maybe around dad, might be around, you know, they're at their friend's house and their friends sit, talk like this. Right. So they don't think it's a problem. So, like, I'll say, like, the word what? I right? Right. <laughs> right. Like, we all grew up with it. Yeah. And don't say that. some, you, we learn through, uh, getting told about yourself that oh, what yeah. is not a good word where you could just say listen we don't we say yes right you say yes mom yes dad 
You come see what I want. You don't scream what? That's rude. That's disrespectful. And this is why. Right. You know? Right. Not just because I said so. I think that because I said so mentality right. is very dated. Yeah, it is. You know? It is. It's very dated. And I feel like for the most part, most things could just be a conversation. Right. And I think one of the things is allowing children to say, like, and we talked about this, like, this hurt my feelings. Right. When you took my phone away, it hurt my feelings. And you can explain, oh, okay, I'm sad that that happened, but the next time you do it, I'm going to take your phone away again. Yeah. And it's going to hurt it's your consequences. feelings. consequences. So if it's going to hurt your feelings, maybe you shouldn't be allowing your feelings to get hurt by yeah. playing. Yeah, it's consequences And it, I think it's actions. a way to be stern and still, you know, demand respect. Right. But I do get that a lot of people are like, I don't want to beat my kids. And I don't think you have to. And right. I won't say, like, I got hella beatings, but, you know, a bitch did, do know how to do, dodge a shoe, <laughs> you know. Right. And also, I think it's understanding, and this is from when I worked in child welfare, a lot of people don't, when they do corporal punishment, because corporal punishment is legal, you know, a whip in here, a pop there, that's all legal. Right. I think sometimes with a lot of people, you, you're mad, you don't know how to control your emotions. Mm-hmm. And then you, the one thing your child does sets you all the way off. Yep. And just like what we were saying last week, all of this is an offset. Having a bad day from root to finish, and then at the end of the day, you don't let all this stuff kind of pile up. And sometimes the only people around you that are the closest is sometimes your kids. Right. So I think it's take. Knowing that what they did was it that bad or were you having a bad day? Right, and that just sent you sent you like to that was in it. a spiral. That was it. That was like the cherry on top. Yeah, <laughs> and I think I think once we all start understanding our emotions and becoming more emotionally intelligent, right, it'll be an easier way to like discipline children and talk and be able to feel like it's not belittling to have a conversation with our kids. It's not, like... At all. Like, just say it. (laughs) Especially if they're good kids. And I feel like all kids are good kids for the most part. They just need... (laughs) I just think they need direction. (laughs) Every kid has a a potential to turn their shit around. I grew up with this boy that was bad as shit. Right. And I just thought he was going to be a fuck-up in life, and he's doing amazing. So everybody needs some type of mentor. You know what I'm saying? Or Jesus. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Need to come to Jesus moment. But I do want us to get more into that as we go on about, like, you know, what really is the root of different things. Like, And I really feel like communication and emotional intelligence are the top two ways to, like, really find that balance. Yeah, no, I agree. And like you said, um, being aware of how much of it is you being upset from what the child did or is Mm -hmm. it a combination of what's going on in your life and that just piled it on? Mm -hmm. Um, And it can even go to... You know, what we talked about, about the single parent thing. You know, a lot of times it's a struggle being a single parent. And I, you know, that's something we'll get into later where I feel like certain things are taken out on that kid because there's certain responsibilities that you have to do that you probably didn't want to mm-hmm. do as a as an individual because you thought that this would be a group effort. So a lot of times it might be something minor, but it's just, you know, the child could just be hungry or, oh, mm-hmm. I want to do this. And you're irritated because it's like, 
like I didn't sign up. I wanted somebody else to offset mm-hmm. these responsibilities, mm-hmm. and I have to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's a whole, you know, because that's a whole go on and on and on about that. But yeah, <laughs> but the goal is, I think, if anyone could take something away from this, is really understanding your emotions, or and just taking a ten seconds. Right. Before you react. Sometimes just be like telling your kid just to get out your sight while you decipher how you want to That's do. what I did. I walked away. I had to walk away. I said, I went in the basement. I put a pile of load of clothes in. Because I was then, like, if I had hit her, she was going to get some shit that was exactly, not for her. That was not for her. <laughs> it's not for her. what she got was a conversation. <laughs> she got a conversation. And got that's a great parenting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like talk. everybody's human. Like parents are humans too. And I think. Kids are, and I think people need to start seeing their children as human beings with emotions. And it's not just everything is about a disrespect. Kids really do be oblivious. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I have to tell adults to do the same shit seven, you know, tens of times. And I can't expect a child not to need the same redirection. But that is our show. Yes, it is. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We went a little little bit over time. Y'all be all right. Y'all cool. (laughs) Y'all like it when it's long. (laughs) That's what she said. (laughs) Oh, I like that. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> See, now that's an unpopular opinion for black culture. I love The Office, but that's a whole Oh, I didn't know that's where it was from. That is from The Office. But, <laughs> <laughs> but as always, we hope that you guys have a great glow up this week. Mm-hmm. Once again, we're on Apple and Spotify. So and SoundCloud. Su- and so- SoundCloud, <laughs> too. <laughs> um, so subscribe, rate, review, let people know about us. As yes. always, we appreciate you guys for sticking in there with us. Yes, the growth um, has been amazing. Yes. It has been amazing. Yes, we are glowing up, and I love it. And I love to see you all glow up as well. Yes, always. Once again, find us on Instagram at JST. Let it glow on Twitter. Just let it glow. And we're on Just Let It Glow on those three um, streaming networks. And if you like us, see us somewhere else, let us know. But as always, have a beautiful week. Enjoy your glow. And we will see you next week. Yeah, bye.